0: Quakers, Greek Orthodox, hipster pastors, and worship leaders, all bearded. A beard confers instant leadership. It's the difference between mister and sir. Speaking of bushface worship leaders, David Crowder or those unbearded newsboys. We rest our case. Just look at the history of Beardianity Charles Spurgeon, Saint John Chrysostom, Lactantius, James the Greater, Saint Nicholas, Saint Patrick, Dwight Moody, Gregory of Nisa, Charles Finney, beards, beards, beardy beards. Why do godly men choose to grow their own neck scarves? Because it's the right thing to do. Yet, despite a clear biblical and historical bias towards beardliness, a number of Christian institutions and Bible colleges have throughout the years created policies that expressly forbid the cultivation of facial manliness. Historical anti-beards include Bob Jones University, Moody Bible Institute, Pensacola Christian College and even the Salvation Army, despite general booth's Titanic topical topiary. In fact, Liberty University's 2009 dress code insisted that quote, "facial hair should be neatly trimmed." Unquote. So much for liberty. Hear these words, babyface college deans. Dioxytestosterone, the chemical that promotes beard growth and sadly balding, is God's gift to manfolk, for it is by grace we are saved through face not of ourselves, lest any man can boast. Beards or baldness, perhaps God has chosen whom we will serve. But don't take our word for it. We Barbates stand on the shoulders of elegantly bearded giants. Quote, Drawing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Charles Spurgeon. Quote, The beard must not be plucked. You will not deface the figure of your beard. St. Cyprian. Quote, The nature of the beard contributes in an incredible degree to distinguish the maturity of bodies, to contribute to the beauty of manliness and strength. Lactantius. Quote, The beard signifies the courageous, the earnest, the active, the vigorous, so that when we describe such we say, He is a bearded man. St. Augustine. Quote, God adorned man like the lions, with a beard, and endowed him, as an attribute of manhood, a sign of strength. Clement of Alexandria. Need biblical proof, you say, then let there be no shaves of gray about it. I will give you three, nay, four proclamations, but be forewarned. if we hear the word of God, yet fail to do what it says. Judges sixteen seventeen If my head is shaved, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak, and be like any other man. Second Samuel ten five the men were greatly ashamed, and King David said, "Remain at Jericho until your beards have grown, and then return." Leviticus 19.27. You shall not round off the hair on your temples or mar the edges of your beard. Genesis 2.18. The Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a suitable helper for him. So there you have it. We, like sheep, have gone astray. Shave henceforth at your own peril. And so I exhort you, as Paul did the Corinthians, be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. 1 Corinthians eleven one.
1: Welcome to the Pub by Aaron Alford. Of the Seven Dwarves, only Dopey had a shaven face. This should tell us something about the custom of shaving. Tom Robbins Now that you hold in your hands these hallowed pages, paper or digital, or audio as the case may be, let us begin with a little clarification. What exactly do we mean when we say, bearded gospel man? What defines a bearded gospel man? Are you a bearded gospel man? The first part and the last part are the easiest to define. The words bearded and man shouldn't require a lot of explanation. If you have scruffy stuff growing on your face, there is an 89% chance you are bearded and you are a man. But what does it mean to be a bearded gospel man? That's the clincher. The shortest answer is that, along with having a manly mane, you can proclaim that most basic of Christian tenets, the Apostles' Creed. But, of course, a bearded gospel man is something more than just a well-churched dude with a beard. It's a man who's letting himself be changed by that gospel, a man who is striving to truly embody that gospel. And if a bearded man is striving to be a bearded gospel man, he knows he can't do that on his own. He needs the grace of God, the company of good friends, the kinship of true community, and the wisdom of that great cloud of witnesses. It's in that spirit of friendship, community, and wisdom that we present this book. But first, a little history. Bearded gospel men started as a tumbler